The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Do you still have questions about that night? I mean, do you, is there anything about that night that you worry is still unexplained, or do you think there's you're a doing... lot of things that are unexplained? Um, but I've been asked before whether I want to open up, a, you know, another inquiry. I don't really see the point at this stage. Um, but I think anyone who knows, again, this is the most amazing thing that after, over the last what five years, especially the last two years, the amount of people that I've met here in America, everyone knows where they were and what they were doing the night my mother died. In the Oprah interview, you accuse members of your family of racism. You don't even no, we didn't. well of the British press said that. Right. I, did did Meghan ever mention that they were racist? She said there were troubling comments about yeah, Archie's there was skin concern color. about his skin color. Right. Wouldn't you describe that as essentially racist? I wouldn't, not having lived within that family. Right. So you again, don't, going, going back to yeah. the difference between what yeah. my understanding is, because okay. of my own experience, the difference between racism and unconscious bias, the two things are different. After an Oprah interview, they said that they were going to bring in a diversity star. That hasn't happened. Everything that they said was going to happen hasn't happened. I've always been open to wanting to help them understand their part in it. And especially when you are the monarchy at the you have a responsibility and quite rightly people hold you to a higher standard than others. Yeah, that was Prince Harry, of course. Uh, the big ITV interview last night it was on Virgin Media here ahead of the official publication of Spare, his book, which is coming out tomorrow everywhere. Uh, the audiobook as well, which I know some people are looking forward to. Of course, the well planned launch uh, uh, was undermined somewhat by the surprise sale of the book uh, in Spain. I wonder if that uh, hurt sales elsewhere. Henry McKean has been digging into the fallout Curious. of all of this for us. Henry. Yeah, the, the audiobook is actually a lovely listen. I mean, in hearing him talk, the whole book, I mean, a lot of people oh, are Really? Would it not grind after a while? Uh, well, I mean, it's not as, we just heard him there, it's not as moany, uh, not, not as you could say entitled, uh, it's softer. But hmm. yeah, um, Harry's been chatting uh, across all networks in the UK and in America uh, and this book they've gone to great lengths to try and keep it under wraps and that all went completely and utterly pear-shaped but will it actually hurt sales uh, here is Brian Brady manager of Dubray Bookshop on Grafton Street in Dublin we actually met up on the top floor at the coffee shop and I was trying to find the book under wraps in the shop Harry Book is in the building um, it's under lock and key at the moment so we it won't see the light of day until tomorrow. It's, we can't even look at it at the moment because it's wrapped in black plastic to avoid any leaks uh, of any images or anything like that. So it's wrapped in black plastic. Mm-hmm. At the moment, you know, the book is not in the shop window. Tell us about the secrecy. Tell us about the security. We know it was leaked in Spain. You've managed to keep it under lock and key here like thousands of other bookshops have. How's it been? It's been good. Uh, with these high-priority titles, there's... Um, there's obviously a huge amount of secrecy around them. Um, they don't want any image leaks or any kind of leaks of any of the content. So those are the measures that they take. Is there much excitement? Is there much build-up? Are the Irish public interested? We are a republic after all. Yeah, I think there's a huge amount of excitement around it. And, and it's, an, it's an exciting title for us. Um, I think even going back to my parents' generation, there was always a huge interest in the royals from Charles and Diana. And I think that interest has continued with the younger generation, now with Meghan and Harry and William and Kate and... Yeah, we're, we're expecting good, good things. We could compare it to when a Harry Potter book went on sale. I know that there's not going to be a midnight opening, but you are expecting a buzz tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be available first thing tomorrow morning. Um, it'll be 
the windows, we'll have dump-ins on the shop floor, it'll be, it'll be everywhere, yeah. There's been so many leaks, we know a lot of what's in the book. I mean, Harry is not holding back. You know, there's a lot of dirt there, a lot of anger. Do, do you think um, readers are interested? Absolutely, yeah. I think there's, there's always a lot of interest uh, in the Royals when it comes to those human behind-the-scenes stories, and I don't expect this to be any different. All right, so uh, plenty of excitement in Dubre Books. Mm. Uh, what about across the pond in the UK? I mean, how are the tabloids dealing with it? Yeah, now? the English tabloids, different headlines compared to the ones here and the Irish ones. But yeah, and the Sun were concentrating on race and skin colour. The Mail say the Duke of Sussex last night denied calling the royal family racist, but said they were guilty of unconscious bias while discussing Meghan's controversial claim to Oprah that an unnamed royal had expressed concern about what colour skin their son Archie might have as a biracial child. So there's lots and lots and lots of, you could say, um, gossip and, and, and just pages and pages on the websites and, you know, pullouts as well. I met these Irish royal watchers from all walks of life. But I'm for Harry. They're for him, I'm not. You're not for Harry, but you are. Yeah. And what is I'm it Megan. you like about him and Meghan? He's just down to earth. He's a winger. He's all out for himself. So you've been talking about it in the car yeah. with your daughter. Yes. So it is the talk of the I town. Do, I do have a good deal of sympathy for him, but I just don't like the fact that he seems to have thrown his family onto the bus. I think it's more of a private matter. It should have been discussed behind closed doors. And I do think it was for the money, unfortunately. But, I mean, I can see he's in a great deal of pain and I hope he finds the help that he needs. You do have some sympathy if a, a relative did that to you. Oh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't like be happy with them at all. But uh, I do have sympathy for, you know, his fairly traumatic childhood. But I think there are so many contradictions as well in what he said. He seems to contradict himself all the time. I just don't think it's very plausible. A lot of the theories, the things he comes up with, I, I don't believe the royal family are. Um, you know, conspiring against him. I think there's a great deal of paranoia there. And I do think he needs help, actually, um, proper help. Yeah, I have a lot of sympathy for him. I actually feel kind of bad the way that his brother treated him as well. So you feel that Willie, as we now call him, William, treated him badly? Yeah, I do. And do you think there is racism in the royal family? Last night in the Tom Bradby interview, he actually said perhaps the royal family weren't racist when they asked what colour of the skin the child would be. What's your take? I think that was a bit racist because she's light-skinned and he's light-skinned, so obviously the baby's going to be light. So I don't really think they should have asked that question. I think it's offensive. He talks in the book about William having a bigger part of the bedroom and a better view from his window and a bigger bed. Is it just sibling rivalry? How can you feel sorry for anybody like that? Look at all the homeless people, etc., you know? I just thought that was a joke. I was laughing. God bless them. All right, OK. Hmm. Bit of a, a tough criticism, I would think, uh, there uh, at the end. Uh, you've met some authors as well. Yeah, I mean, I have. And authors, obviously, you know, just like Harry, write books. Um, and, you know, they're around a lot of this type of stuff. Um, here is Claudia Carroll. Is You could say she follows the royal family. And she feels... It's just too personal. My brother was circumcised. Is that not a little bit personal to share to share with the world's media? Uh, my brother had a couple of rums the morning of his wedding. I mean, normal groom carry on to me. 
um, the nastiness about Kate, tights, fights over lip gloss, rows over reading rehearsal. Um, Megan saying things like, oh, you know, the first time we met, I didn't realise that that formality extended into, into real life. I was barefoot and in my jeans and making Kate out to be just kind of up herself. Now, I don't know, but it was only a first meeting, but it just seemed mean. I thought, to put out there, mean, for someone who can never answer back. My worry is that Harry left to be happy and is saying, oh, this is what my mother would have done had she been alive. Diana, her death, you know, we we now attribute to a drunk driver. But Harry clearly doesn't believe that. The fact that he got into a car driven at the same 60 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour through the tunnel in Paris to experience what it was like for her... I, I kind of came away from that thinking, is there something that he knows that hasn't been shared with the media? Um, it's it's none of our business, but I thought there's more going on there. Maybe that'll be book two. Who knows? But would I buy and read the book? I don't know. For all that I'm, a, you know, for me, the royal family is the greatest soap opera that we in this country don't have to pay for. We get it for free. So much of it has been leaked. Would you bother? But the racism thing, um, last night, as you know, Harry said to Tom Bradby, uh, the accusation came up about racism and he said, no, no, never said that. And actually, when you look back at the Oprah interview, which I did in preparation for this, they didn't. They just said there were conversations and discussions, Meg- were Megan's f- turn of phrase, about the babies, their unborn child's skin colour, which... It seems unthinkable in this day and age. But then Jeremy Clarkson came out a few weeks ago and wrote that vitriolic column about wanting Meghan pelted with excrement and paraded naked through the streets. And the Lady Susan Hussey uh, debacle didn't help things either, although I'm sure she meant no harm. Um, Like Harry and Meghan are sitting in their mansion in L.A. going, you see, this is it. This is what we're getting at. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I did. Undoubtedly, we're hearing Harry's truth. Um, He's telling it from his point of view. The other side are in the invidious position of they can never answer back. They just have to sit there, smile, wave. In Kate's case, get your hair blow dried and suck it up. And that can't be easy. Can you imagine your brother who you were once so close to or the son who who you supported? And, you know, maybe Charles wasn't the best single parent, but he tried his best and he was he he tried his best. Can you imagine all these and at the start of a new reign and trying to shake off the legacy, this huge legacy that his mother left behind and trying to just put your own stamp on the few remaining years you have left because Charles is already into his mid-70s and these side swipes constantly, these grenades coming at you from Montecito. It can't be easy. And I just thought that family have no choice but to just sit there and say and do nothing. They have no right to reply. My second takeout from it was I thought, Harry, you know, we had Harry and Meghan on Oprah a year ago and they said, OK, this is it. This is our truth. This is it. After this, this is our side of the story. After this, we are going to go quiet. We're going to live our happy lives. Let us get on with it. And that's it. We would like the media to respect our privacy. Since then, we've had six hours of Netflix with barely enough content, as far as I could see, to fill six minutes. There was so little in it. 
Um, and now we have Spare coming out tomorrow on the 10th. And as my own publishers were very quick to point out, it's part one of a three book deal. There's another two to come, guys. So you think, you know, how far will the misery let go? But an awful lot of what was said in the book and what has been leaked so far, which is pretty much most of it, I think, seems to me to be so petty and so almost spiteful. Okay, Claudia Carroll is a Royal Watcher. We have our own Royal Watchers here in News Talk, don't we? No, we, we do, we do. And I, I'm just going to quickly touch on the fact that, you know, he fought his brother, um, you know, sharing secrets about the family, about the royal family. And also, he admitted to killing 25 people out in Afghanistan and said it was like a chessboard. He talks about losing his virginity in a field to an older woman uh, who treated him like a young stall- stallion uh, and, you know, r- raging, raging against the tabloid media. And yeah, I, we did chat to one of our own. Here is Sinead Ryan. Although the interview itself was quite calm and collected, he is still holding a lot of that anger. Uh, I found a lot of the statements he made quite hypocritical, to be honest with you. And I don't know whether he sees that in himself. He's talking about, uh, you know, he wanted uh, everything to remain private within the royal family for his father and brothers to talk to him in private and not be leaking to the press and not be giving stories to the press. And here is he on the press. There is hardly an outlet he hasn't spoken to at this stage. And that is going to resonate with people as quite at odds, I suppose, with what he's claiming he wants versus what he actually wants. Do you have any sympathy for him? He talks about the death of his mother uh, driving again in the tunnel, blaming the paparazzi for her death, hinting at the paparazzi that he says the driver was distracted. For you watching it, do you think perhaps it's not Meghan? It's not Meghan that has caused all these eruptions, but it, but it's actually Harry. I have enormous sympathy for this boy. And there were parts of the interview that he did with Tom Bradby that actually he still comes across as a boy. And he's 38 years old now. He's a grown man and has had decades of therapy. Uh, but he's still coming across. He's lost his mum. And in parts, it looked as if it had happened yesterday with him. And it was very poignant when he said, you know, everybody knows where they were the day my mum died. But I'm the only one who felt the way that I did about her because she was my mother. He didn't believe she had died. He kept thinking she'd come back. You know, there was some plan at play. Really, you have to feel very, very strongly for him. Uh, But he doesn't seem to have dealt with it in the same way that, say, William has or Charles has or, or lots of other people have. You know, it is very, very unfortunate. And I think he's still trying to rescue her through Meghan. Yeah, I think they want a hard stone not to feel sorry for him at some level. And living in palaces isn't going to do anything to assuage the, the, the awful horror of losing your mum at that age. Are you going to buy the book, Henry? I'm very tempted. I mean, I know I pretty much, you know, read the whole Spanish edition, you know, through all the newspapers, but I'm very mm, tempted see. to find out more. I really am. All right, Henry McKean, thank you very much for that. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.